Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my two, well, currently regular players, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. So hello, the pair of you. Hello, the pair of you. Hello, you too. Well, one of us got it right. You'll wonder why I'm going to kill both of you. <laughs> anyway, they will be uh, reprising their roles as Rogar the Paladin Sorcerer and Robert the Ranger. Yeah, R and R. Yeah, R and R. Half of that combo might be doing a little bit better than the other half at the moment. Absolutely. So, I guess that leads us into a bit of a recap. So, last week, Robert was chucked in prison. He was. And Rogar went to go have a meeting with the serpents at the Temple of Yig. And you got a nice little tour of the temple. It's very fancy. And eventually, you were led to Vishon, the high priest of Yig. And you had a little bit of conversation. You didn't do too badly. You rolled actually reasonably well in keeping on his good side, and he didn't have a massive issue with your, well, grave robbing, essentially. <laughs> um, he was a little bit put off by it, but, you know, he was willing to at least let you walk out of there with the head still intact. But during your chat, um, one Martin Howard appeared and kind of took the reins of the conversation a little bit, and yeah. he revealed a few things, I think it's uh, right to say. He did. Yeah, it was a little bit eye-opening. So it turns out Martin was, shall we say, championing a different outer god from uh, Jaeger the Whispering Man. And he had a few ideas of his own about how things should be going down. And he re actually revealed to Rogar that as long as he plays nice and acts a certain way, he is actually quite well protected when he's in the uh, place of worship for another outer god gifted to him by him actually starting up his cult properly now. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. After that, you and Martin had a little bit of a chat. He shared with you that he is the, basically the chosen of Tusha, which is another outer god, a um, an entity of corrosion and flame and destruction and visions, revelations and truths. So he is, in many ways, a seer. And... After a bit of back and forth, you two struck an accord. He agreed that he would come back to the material plane and join up with you. And you agreed that when shit starts kicking off, the first of these entities that will get to touch base on the material plane will be Tulsha. That I did. Yeah. And on that, you kind of shook hands and that's where we left you two. Robert, you tried a number of things to get out of prison. Yeah, I tried quite a few. They did eventually work. You managed to turn yourself into an approximation of your friend Nock the Nori yeah. and squoze through the bars using his natural amorphous bodily form. Um, unfortunately, you weren't the most stealthy when trying to get through the, uh, <laughs> the door. So we kind of left you alerting a guard. Now, this guard doesn't know who you are and hasn't even really turned around to look at you yet. We basically stopped as you creaking open the door and him going, What? And that's, I think, where we should probably pick right back up. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've still got my hands like shackled behind my back because I was not clever enough to 
go for three arms. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to look like anything other than than a, than a prisoner. Um, so, obviously, I'm unarmed. I've got no items of clothing, real. Oh, I'm assuming I've just basically got like just rags on, or have I got like? You've got your basic clothing on, but they stripped off your armor and uh, yeah. weaponry and stuff. Yeah, so basically, I'm just I'm just I'm in the nut except for a couple of rags, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, um, if I run, I'm just gonna get stabbed. Um, so I know Martin's a guard around here. Um, is it another? I'm just trying to think. Was there another way through on that dungeon? I, could, I didn't, couldn't tell, could I? Was there? It was just like, like it was going on endlessly, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So the other direction that you walked down for a bit just seemed to go on forever. It, it was a little bit disorienting because the prison seemed to be far larger than the temple. Like it just seemed to go on and on. Mm. Has he noticed that I'm there? Or has he just noticed like there's a noise? We are in the. Um, basically, this is the lever on whether I turn this into initiative order or not. You are opening the door. He is clearly alerted, but he has not seen you yet. So either we're going to an initiative and you're going to try do whatever you're going to do, or you're going to come up with something now. <laughs> um, I'm essentially, I know for a fact I'm unarmed. I know there's someone there. So I'm thinking I'm going to run as fast as I can back the other way. Okay. Um, and hope he doesn't see me. And then hopefully he sort of... Goes, oh, it must have been like a breeze or something like that. That's what Robert's thinking. And then maybe explore what's in the other direction. Because the way the situation he's in at the minute, he can't he can't efficiently stealth to the point where he can sneak past this car, especially if he's shackled and you know, trying to get through doors. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leg it going the other way, um, as quietly as I possibly can. Well, one of those so if you're gonna run, it's gonna be athletics to just pelt it down there and see if you can get far enough away for him not to just spot you instantly. Yeah, so athletics will be athletics save, how would you Is it that one? Athletics check. Yeah, athletics check, just a normal one. Mm -hmm. So that would be what was that? A ten. Ten. So I'm gonna do this. He is kinda partially surprised, and the way I'm gonna kind of work this out is he's also I'm going to basically see how quick he reacts. I'm going to roll a d20 and add his dexterity, which unfortunately for you is a bit high. Oh, well, I'm, I'm done. Oh. So I rolled an 8 plus 4. That's 12. So 12. So he, as you run away, as you start pelting it back down the stairs and you try to get your full 60 feet of movement as quickly as you can, the door opens and he does just spot you with his dark vision. Shit. Prisoner, return to your cell. And he starts brandishing a weapon at you. But what are you doing? You are 60 foot away from him, though. Right. Um, am I quicker than him? Um, obviously, if I keep running, he's going to alert somebody, isn't he? Right. Um, I've got an idea. Um, I'm going to... I'm just. I'm going to give myself up and say, okay, okay. Yeah, so... Do, just trying to think now. If I keep running, he's going to... He's just going to alert someone, I'm sure of it. Of course, he's spotted me now, so he's going to be coming at me at full speed, isn't he? Uh, you would think most likely he's either going to start shooting at you if he has some sort of ranged attack, or he's just going to try to run at you and grapple yeah. you. Um, that's why Bracken out sprints him. Right, I'm going to give myself up um, and go back. In, I'm going to say, right, okay, fair enough. I just, you know, try to give him like a sort of bullshit excuse and just say, oh, just, I'm just curious. 
You know, I, I can't do anything. Show me shackles up. I can't exactly do anything. Um, are you trying to be honest? Are you actually going to go back into the cell? I actually am going back to the cell. Okay, do me a persuasion. Yep. A 13. 13. I'm going to say, so he's going to come down and meet you if you start heading back towards your cell. Yeah. And as he starts pulling you into the cell, he is going to stab you in the back with his dagger. Oh, lovely. Just as a, basically like a stop fucking about. He's just going to shank you swear in the spine. And oh, it lovely. Does, do, 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 does 1d4. So that's 8 piercing damage. Yeah. And make me a constitution saving throw. A 9. And you take an additional 4 points of poison damage. Wonderful. And he just basically throws you into the cell. Right, okay. So, yeah. Um, and he's going to lock it behind you as you're kind of pushing yeah, yourself I, up off the ground. I thought that, so I'm going to think, try and think. Um, right. So I'm, I still look, want... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, he looks a little confused because your cell door wasn't open. So he had to unlock it to throw you in, but he was more in. He was more interested about just you know twisting the knife a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> lovely being a dickhead. So, <laughs> um, right. So, well, I'm going to say with that little uh, failed escape, things are going to go back to being quiet for you for the moment. So, if yeah, you wish to ponder right. any next moves immediately, I'm going to pan our camera back up to our other two uh, chatting friends. <laughs> so Rogar and Martin last we left them were literally shaking hands on the deal of yeah go on I'll join you if you meet my terms is there anything you want to immediately address before we move on from that Rogar um, I just want to make sure that I've given him one of the vials so that he can find me easier in the uh, material plane the physical plane what have we here and he kind of takes the vial and turns it around a little bit so what am I supposed to do with this? Well, simply put, when you get back to the physical plane, then use that. Help you find me. So I was told. I see. Enchantment of some sort, I take it. Well, where are you in the material plane? Well, currently, I'm in a temple under the city of Varadin. I see. Well, luckily we are at least on the same continent. It won't take me too long to make my way there. I must ready some affairs once I return to the material plane before I join you, but yes, it should not be too difficult to find you then with this. Oh, good, good. I'll say, uh, I mean, if there's anything you need from me before your arrival, just, just give me a shout and I'm pretty sure I can sort it out. Well, it would be useful if we have some sort of, um, I don't know if you have a hideout or base of operations, but I could see that being handy in the days to come. <laughs> well, it, just by chance, the temple we're in is dedicated to that crawling chaos that you were talking about before. So pretty comfortable we can work from there. Oh, excellent, excellent. That will be just perfect. Now, unless there's anything else, I think we have one matter left to attend to. Ah, yes, the, the matter of uh, poor Robert. Indeed. Now, he, like yourself and like myself, is a, is a dreamer. 
makes it a little difficult just to kill him outright. So we have a couple of options. Do you go on? Well, simplest way, of course, is just to kill him in the material plane. I must admit, I'm not entirely certain what will happen to his, I guess, astral form, if you want to give it a term. But my understanding, at least if he is untethered, he will not be able to return. Perhaps he will decay or fade away into some sort of shade. I'm not entirely sure, but that would at least deal with the problem on the material. Alternatively, we could speak with Vachon. I know he has a number of items that he keeps just in case things get a little bit difficult. I'm sure we may be able to convince him to hand something over that would help us deal with a more unkillable enemy. Okay, okay. Just, hmm. My only worry is uh, Vashon uh, maybe is a little uh, unhinged, shall we say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would say no more than the rest of us, but he is a man of particular vision, I will give you that. But he knows how things work. He will not... He'll not be foolish enough to act against you while you are here in official capacity. And I have ingratiated myself to him just enough to harbor, I guess you could call it, sanctuary in this temple. Now, of course, I do not wish to push that too much. He would probably ask for something in return. But needs be, I'm sure he has something up his sleeve just in case I turned against him for the starters. I don't think he would have let me in here unless he had a way to deal with me. That's true. Sounds like a (laughs) a smart thing. (laughs) Fanatical he may be, but he ain't stupid. I'll give him that. (laughs) Of course, there is the third option, and that's we could try to convince your poor little friend to give up his stupid crusade. I don't think that will go down very well, but it's an option, I suppose. Well... I think there's a there's a there's a smart way to play this. At least it seems to me. Though Robert doesn't understand the world as we do and things above the world as we do. Rogas like kinda looks up to the sky a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe he can be convinced. So the way I see it, we speak with Vasham, we have ourselves a trump card, if you will. And then we make him an offer that, to me, he can't refuse. And if he so chooses to, then, well, that'll be the end of Robert, won't it? Huh. I suppose I could go with that. Then I guess all there is is to go speak with our serpentine friend and see what he thinks. Yeah. I have to ask, do you have anything in particular you may be able to offer him to deal with this problem? Kind of depends what he wants, to be honest. Um, Rogar has a number of things up his sleeve, but whether it's what Vashon is looking for or whether he thinks it's a, we should just kill Robert anyway, I'm open to either. I, I can be persuaded. I see. Well, worst comes to worst, I can offering what I offered the first time I came here, which was a vision, if he can give me the components I require. 
Uh, let's go have a word and see what he thinks. The ceremony must be over by now. Doesn't normally take him too long to kill prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, okay, so the pair of you yeah. get up and start heading back to the, uh, it's, it's almost more of a throne room than what you would expect of a temple, but it's, yeah, where Vishant yeah. seems to spend most of his time. Yeah. With the two of you walking down there, you get back to the room and doesn't take too long before Vashon and two of his priests walk back into the room and you watch those two massive snakes, those like eight, nine foot tall snakes, and that's not counting like full length as their tails slither along the ground, are following behind him and Vashon kind of clocks you two sort of stood in the corner and doesn't immediately address you, he just kind of walks back to his throne and sits on it, leafs through a few papers and then you hear uh, Martin kind of clears his throat and walks in front of the um, in front of the actual throne and kind of not kneels but kind of bows his head a little bit and goes, Vishon, I hope that uh, today's congregation was pleased with the sacrifices. I'm sure the Great Father was uh, happy to punish those who may have acted against you. We have a request, and you'll be glad to know that once this request is dealt with, both Rogar over there and myself will be out of your scales. We apprehended a prisoner earlier, and I'm afraid he is of the dreamer persuasion, so he will not be the easiest to dispose of. And, well, I would be foolish to think that you... Almighty Vashon did not have such capabilities at your disposal. Now, I'm sure you do not wish to reveal your hand, so what I would merely ask is, what could we possibly offer to you to obtain such a such ability? I mean, Rogar, if you want to add anything to that, otherwise I will continue on. I was just... Right, um, I just... I kind of want to, like... I want to back him up and be like, you know... It, uh, I just want, I want to say, like, you know, just to make things as clear as possible, this isn't just, just uh, what can my friend Martin here do to help you. This is if either of us can do anything that can help you so we may obtain this item, you know, just ask away, almost. Interesting. You are correct. I do have the means to dispose of your kind. Your sort come to these lands often, and often cause trouble. Thankfully, the Great Father has given me the means of which to remove you as needed. But of course, this is quite a high cost for you. If I was to give up one of the methods that I have in my possession. Mm. You will be returning to the material plane, correct? Correct. Mm. Then I would ask you to take something there for me. In exchange, I will give you what you ask for. Before I uh, agree, oh, mighty Bashan, what is it you're asking me to take? A seed. Something to spread and to grow. Something, something for the future. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, this uh, seed for the future, where would you like me to plant it? Beware does not matter. Merely that it is taken back. Can I, can I, can I, like, insight check him or anything just to see, like, if he's... Because he's obviously keeping something from me, but just as to whether I know if it'd be if it's dangerous to me personally or you know my goals. Uh you can do an inside check, sure. A thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um what you tell with the thirteen? Whatever he's asking you to take through will undoubtedly be dangerous. Whether it's dangerous to you personally, you don't really know. Um, whatever it is probably doesn't spell good things for the fair mortal folk of the material plane. Mm. Trying to decide whether it's something that, because I don't, I don't want it, I don't want it to stop me, stop us from reaching our goal. That would be stupid. But I don't know enough about what it is. Know if that's what it will do, or if it'll just like aid in that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, Vishon. Uh, uh, I'm liking your ideas. I'm like, I'm liking your, you know, the cut of your cloth here, so to speak. You know, and I understand. Obviously, um, it would seem that, you know, th- this is important to you. This is something that you know you couldn't trust to anybody else. You know, other than somebody like myself and my friend Martin here, maybe. So uh, what I'm thinking is. I'll take that free for you, and I'll take that back to the, uh, the the material plane. But I want one of your methods where I can deal with our uh, good friend downstairs. And I'd just like four prisoners, if you could just spare four for me. Be sure that they will die in a most horrible fashion, but I just might need them later. Do we a persuasion? Oh, bollocks a six. <laughs> 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 he can only uh, say no. I rolled a natural one <laughs> to yes! uh, go against that, so I'm going to say Vishon will shrug. He goes, "Prisoners mean nothing to me, but four is too many. I will gift you two. Do with them as what you wish." So two prisoners, and I'm going to take this thing. Okay, let's let's call it a deal. Excellent. And he um, signals towards one of the guards that are just wandering around the room. This place is pretty heavily guarded, at least in this room. And they walk out, and probably about ten minutes or so goes by before this guard returns. And he's carrying two things. One appears to be almost like a coiled forearm bracelet that looks like a snake. Like, it's seemingly made out of, like, brass and jade and would fit around your forearm, essentially. And in in his other hand, he is holding a ornate, like an incredibly ornate uh, scroll carrier. Okay. Like, this thing is probably more expensive than anything you've seen before. Wow. And he he takes the, um, the serpent and goes, Hold out your arm. Um, hmm. to me, I'm guessing. Yes. Can I take like a perception check on the thing, or do I just have to take it? I mean, you can take a perception check. I mean, I'd say 
just looking at it is clearly some sort of magical object. Is it going to affect my gauntlets of giant strength or not? No, nah, I wouldn't have thought so. Right, okay. Um, right, go on then. I'll, uh, I'll hold out my arm. Okay. He takes the uh, this forearm coiled brass and jade serpent into his hands, and when he does, it actually loosens and turns into a real snake. And as you hold out your arm, he takes his clawed serpentine hand and puts it on top of yours, and the snake wraps around his arm and then transfers onto yours, and then once it's completely off his arm, it hardens again. And then, as it hardens, it seems to dissolve through your armor, and you just feel a burning sensation all the way up your forearm for a good ten seconds, and then it just suddenly stops. Okay. It's like your hand was just... Well, it's like your whole forearm was just suddenly dipped into acid, and then all of a sudden it was gone. Okay, okay. So it's, it's, like, it's like putting on the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so that was, that, was a, that, was a, that was a cool trick, but exactly what does that do? Because Rogar doesn't know. <laughs> uh, Vishan just sort of smiles at you and goes, That is what you will take back to the material. It will leave you. When the time is right. Interesting. Okay. And before I give you the other thing, I just want to check something on my spell list quickly. <laughs> okay. And as he walks, uh, so as he hands that to you, he then signals to the guard to bring over the other item, this elaborate scroll casing. And he passes it to you, Rogar, and goes, that will deal with your dreamer problem. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to, as well, as I take it from him, I'll take like a step back because I'm guessing he's up on a bit of a plinth. Where he's, yes, he uh, is. He has like a few there. steps to reach up yeah. to his throne. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll take it from him in like both hands and like take a couple of steps back. I'm assuming Martin stood behind me. Yeah, he stood like slightly to your right and a few steps back. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm kind of, I don't, I, I kind of do want to open it here. Um, you can open it if you want. He doesn't seem to be saying that you can't. Right, right. Okay, that's fine then. I'm going to, um, I'll, op- I'll, I'll open it then. I'm kind of hoping that um, Martin gets a bit of a look at it as well. Uh, just because he, he seems quite useful and knowledgeable in these types of situations. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll open it up and uh, have a look at what I'm assuming is a scroll inside. It is. As you open it, you pull out the most intricate and complex spell scroll you have ever seen. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Do me an arcana check just on trying to understand what the hell this thing is. Oh, God. Okay. Martin is also going to peer over your shoulder and take a look. Yeah. 13. 13. That's not really good enough. You have no fucking clue what this thing does. Um, Martin also peers over and kind of squints and is like, uh, I, Vishon, I think you have, uh, you've lost me a little bit with this one, I'm afraid. And then Rogar, you hear a voice in your ear from Eclipse. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, master, now that is an exquisite find. I have not seen such intricate spell work in, oh, hundreds of years, not since my first master. <laughs> what you have before you is a spell of tremendous power. It is known as imprisonment. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so you've uh, you've seen this spell before, then? My old master knew it and used it well. Yes, and uh, he will tell you what the spell does. Yes, yeah. he does recognize it and actually does remember it from his previous lich creator. In fact, um, so. This is a ninth level spell. It has a range of 30 feet and takes one minute to cast. It lasts essentially until it's dispelled. Like, it's permanent. You create a magical restraint to hold a creature that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be bound by the spell. If it succeeds, it is immune to the spell if you cast it again. While it's affected by the spell, the creature doesn't need to breathe, eat, drink, and doesn't age. Divination spells can't locate or perceive the target. When you cast the spell, you choose one of the following forms of imprisonment. Burial, which basically the target gets entombed far beneath the earth in a sphere of magical force that's just large enough to contain the target. Nothing can pass through the sphere, and no creature can teleport into it or use planar travel to get out of it. Uh, chaining, which... Heavy chains firmly rooted in the ground hold the target in place. The target is restrained until the spell ends and can't move or be moved by any means until then. Hedged prison. The spell transports the target into a tiny demiplane that is warded against teleportation and planar travel. A demiplane can be a labyrinth, cage, tower, or any similar confined structure or area of your choice. The target, uh, then there's minimus containment. The target shrinks down to the height of one inch and is imprisoned inside of gemstone or similar object. Light can pass through the gemstone normally, um, allowing the target to see out and any other creatures to see in, but nothing else can pass through, even by means of teleportation or planar travel. The gemstone can't be cut or broken while the spell remains in effect. Uh, wow. Next one, slumber. This is the last one. The target falls asleep and can't be awoken. This, uh, that's it, basically. To end the spell, uh, you basically you specify a condition when you cast the spell, and that will cause the spell to release. So it could be like a drop of blood from an ancient red dragon put on the gem will crack the gem. Wow. It, it says specifically the condition can be as specific or as elaborate as you choose, but the DM must agree to the condition is reasonable and has the likelihood of coming to pass. The conditions can be based on a creature's name, identity, or deity, but otherwise must be based on observable actions or qualities, and not based on intangibles such as level, class, or hit points. The Dispel Magic spell can also end the spell if it's cast at ninth level. So you may do one of those things. Wow. <laughs> okay, then. Um... But as Eclipse finishes telling you all this, he does kind of hesitate a moment and then goes, but, um, I'm not sure how to say this, Master, but I don't think you have the capability to use this. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, <laughs> crap. 
Seems it is better suited for someone who studies their magic other than one that comes by it naturally like yourself. This may be true. Um, hmm. So I need to find somebody who can cast it. Uh... Are you just keeping this conversation psychically between you and Eclipse at the moment? No, no, I'm... Uh, well, as Martin started to speak up to Vashana, I'm kind of... I kind of like put my hand up as it as in it. Just give me a second, type of thing, um, and then I'm I'm assuming as well. Either Vashon continues to goes and sits back down or whatnot. Go, um, I'm just going to turn to Martin and then explain. Well, explain that it's the imprisonment spell, mm. and unfortunately, I'm not able to cast it, but. Maybe he does. Martin kind of raises an eyebrow when you explain it to him. He goes, I see. I, I have heard of such abilities. I've never... And he kind of takes another look at the spell scroll like, wow, this is the rarest thing he's ever seen. He's just like, I, um, I have heard of such things, but I never thought to see one so close. I, I may be able to use this i do have some wizardly training um i will say it is beyond me so it would be a gamble if i could do it myself hmm. so other than uh our friend up there who hmm, might not take too kindly to us asking for more do you know anybody here who can cast it <sighs> nobody in this temple that i'm aware of that i must ask how how do you know what this spell does if you can't cast it? <laughs> well, remember, I was a rogue, I was a lot of things up his sleeve. My friend on my back here is, uh, he's seen someone cast it before. Um, in fact, he was uh, created by somebody who cast it before, in fact. I see. Uh... I'm not sure what we can do then. As I say, I can try myself, but it will be a little bit of a gamble. Basically, mechanically in-game, if you if a spell is on a higher level than you can physically cast, yep. you can attempt to cast it, but he has to roll a I believe it's an arcana check against the uh, DC that is set. So it would be... Uh, if the spell is on your class spell list, but of a higher level than you can normally cast, you must make an ability check using your spell casting ability to determine whether you cast it successfully. DC equals 10 plus the spell level. So in this case, will be a 19. Jesus. On a fail check, the spell disappears from the scroll with no other effect. So if he, fail so if he fails to beat, beat a 19, we lose the spell. Yep. Hmm. But the other chance to take is that... Well, I can't see Vashon letting Robert go anytime soon, really. So, I mean, I could look at just leaving him there to rot, almost. No offense. I'm taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to... I was just say, I don't think... I'm just going to say to myself that it's a, risky pro, it's a risky proposition when we can... You know, when we leave from here... Vashon's not just going to allow Robert to leave. That is correct. So why would why would he not just leave him here? 
And then when we return to the material plane, you're right next to him. So you return, stabby stabby, and then we carry on. Well, that is an option. I can't return immediately. There's a couple of things I'll personally need, but I could sort that out on my own. Gives him a little bit of a time limit. But if your friend has no other way to return, stuck here and simply waiting on me to sever his mortal soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Rogar knows Robert doesn't have another way out. Or at least as far as Rogar knows, he doesn't have another way out. Hmm. And I think on that point, while you two are doing your dark dealings, I think we'll swap back to Robert and see what he's up to. Yes. (laughs) So you got stabbed in the back and kicked back into a cell. Yeah, it's been a little while now. Probably about thirty minutes since then. Your back mm. is sore, but you know you're alive. You're a tough guy in general. You're you're gonna shrug off that poison. What are you? What are you doing? Right. So I've realised obviously there's guards going the other way from the from the cell. So my options are to leave the cell again, but go the other way, or try something else. Um, I might have to try transforming into knock again if that's possible i'd say having done it once uh, i've said this with rogar before when he's done something and you will be able to transform into knock uh mm. not for long it'll be a few moments yeah. probably enough for you to squeeze through the bars would it be any different though if i go for say for example obviously realizing his mistake from last time if he transforms with three arms would there have to be a role for that yes i would make yeah. you do a role for that yeah that's what i was thinking because obviously the mistake was he realized, obviously he watched Nock lose an arm in the bar. So he's like, well, maybe if I lose one of the arms, which is shackled, I can free myself. Mm. I'd say, uh, given that you've turned into Nock before, uh, I'd set the DC at 12. Wouldn't right. be that complicated for you to try to become him with an extra arm. Mm-hmm. So what would that check be? It's your intelligence unskilled. Uh, until, uh, I see it's your... Oh yeah, I remember now. It's been a while. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. So, with a little bit of concentration, you do turn into Knock with three arms this time. The third arm being free of the shackles, and I presume you instantly try to push yourself through the bars again. Yeah, it might as well because it worked first time, so I might as well do it again. Mm-hmm. So you push yourself through, and you're on the floor. So, what are you doing with three arms then? Well, I'm dissolving one of the arms, which is shackled, so I've got two free arms, essentially. Okay. I'll say you start dissolving one of the arms, and unfortunately, this does take ten minutes to do for a Nori. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the arm starts to shrink and disappear, you turn back into your normal self. But that mm-hmm. kind of shifting of forms, I will say you are lucky that the arm that starts fading away is no longer considered your arm. <laughs> and the shackle falls off that hand. It's still on your other hand, so you've yeah. just got a big metallic shackle there, but your arms are no longer tied behind your back. Wonderful. So it gives me a few more options that way, but I've realized as well, going back that other way um, is guarded, and I've not, as, as, as much as I freaked myself up, um, taking the guy on with a poison dagger when you're unarmed and no armor is probably not a good idea. So... Knowing it's going to be difficult going what that way that I've been before, going towards the door, I'm going to go the opposite way with through the, you know through the prison, the opposite way that I was trying to run away from to. Okay, how long would you go that way? Because I'll say this: from you walk there last time, it seemed kind of endless. I would say 
well, I can't remember how long it was last time I went and did it. Um, couldn't have been that long. I figured if I get seen out the cell now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be fucked around. But I'm probably gonna get killed. Um, but first of all, can I cast a spell? Oh, you can cast a spell, sure. Yeah, there's only one spell I can really cast. It's actually a, well, apart from cure wounds, but I want to cast um, protection from poison. Sure, you can cast protection from poison on yourself. That's what. Yeah. What did we say last time? Is it ten minutes or an hour? Um, I think it's ten minutes. Is it? One hour, sorry. One hour. One hour. Cool. So you are protected from poison. So you cast a spell and you feel that kind of greenish glow appear around you and then fade into your body. And yeah, you feel a little bit more resilient against poison. So I think that was a level two, wasn't it? Yes, Not sure. It yes, yeah. it's a level two. It's a level two. Cool. So I've used that and I decide that I'm going to sneak down the corridor um, for about 10 minutes. Might as well. Okay. So. Do I need to do a stealth check? Uh, and that's up to you, it seems. Apart from the occasional prisoner you see down there, you mm -hmm. don't see much. Yeah, I'll sneak. I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll wander down for 10 minutes then. Or so I'll say that. I'll stealth down just in case. As, you know, you never know. Someone okay. might be noisy and create, you know, if they spot me, they might start shouting and someone will come and investigate. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so I'll do a stealth. I'll do a stealth just in case. Okay. So I'll be straight up one because I've got no boots. Oh, 21. Uh, 21? Okay, so you are reasonably stealthy. You don't see anyone seems to notice you while you are sneaking down there. Uh, so going 10 minutes stealthily, you don't get super far, but yeah, so 10 minutes, the corridor just seems to go on forever. You just see cell after cell, occasionally just people in it, but mm. it just seems to go on and on. But there must be an end to this somewhere. I mean, obviously, it's a big temple, but it's... Obviously, the, the village we were in wasn't that big, so obviously it, it sits inside the village, so it must it must have an end. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, can I make a perception just to see what's around me? Uh, sure, be with disadvantage because of the darkness, yeah. but sure. Yeah, so perception. Just wonder if there's anything that sticks out. Oh, is that 16 with disadvantage? Yep, 16. Ooh. Um, 16, the only thing you notice is, as you kind of have been walking down here, you notice the floor slopes slightly downwards, ever so slightly. At the moment, it doesn't seem to be, it's almost not noticeable. But with 16, you, that's what you just managed to pick up. Right, so I'm getting lower in the temple. And assuming the, the ceremony is actually quite high up, isn't it? The ceremony sort of thing. So, um... Do I go down? Do I go any further? Because there's no point in me going back. It's a waste of time. Um, sod it. I'll go. For, I'll carry on for another twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. You can keep going for twenty minutes. Um, as you continue on, uh, now that you've noticed the slope, it you do notice that about the ten minute mark, the slope seems to have increased slightly, but it mm -hmm. continues onwards, and you see, just in the distance ahead of you the corridor starts to curve slightly to the right. Right. But otherwise, it is just, it's almost repeating. It's just sell, 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 sell. No lights, no nothing. But it is, it's, it's still sloping, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. so it must be getting lower. Surely, though, I think I've been walking half an hour, and yeah. But it's also changing as well, because you've just said it slopes down to the right. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Go on, then. I'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. Okay. You continue on. How long are you going to go for? Um, or are you just going to go until you see something? Typically? I'll just go until I see something now. Okay. So you're <laughs> going to go on for a while. Yeah. Then we're going to have to go back to Robert, not Robert, to uh, Rogar and Martin then. Yeah. So, Rogar, what are you doing? Well, I'm thinking we're quite. We've got what we wanted from Vishon. We can't. I don't. I don't want to push it. I don't want to ask for too much more. In terms of the two prisoners, I'll take them when I leave. At least that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. So, that's just, here's a question: Where is Nock in all of this? Nock has just been following you guys. He is. Like at the moment, he is staring at a giant statue of a golden snake man and just like poking it. So he has absolutely <laughs> he has absolutely no idea what's just going on. No, he has no clue what's happening. He's not entirely certain what you're all talking about, and he doesn't care that much. He's having fun looking at the temple. I mean, there's a priest giving him a bit of a side eyes. He's kind of like looking up and down, but you get the impression that the Nori are known for their peculiar and curious ways. Okay, um, so hmm, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave him to his peculiar, peculiar ways and doing whatever he wants to do. Because if he doesn't really know what's going on, I quite like to keep it that he doesn't know I'm evil. Um, so I'm gonna leave him to it. Okay, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna turn to Martin and say, right, we've got what we wanted, and I know it may come at a cost but it's not one yet that we have to deal with so the plan for robert is i'm thinking we go down you don't have to come with me it's entitled to you i know you've got affairs to take care of we go down i'll speak to him see if he's you know had a bit of time to think while he's been in jail and you know see if he's willing to reconsider his ways uh then if not leave him to it and we'll make our way off and meet back in the material plane. Okay. Um, Martin will nod at that and go, well, I suppose there's not a bad shot at talking to him at the very least. We'll see what he has to say. And if needs be, I can always attempt to... Uh, and he kind of nods towards the scroll. Deal with him that way. <laughs> very true, very true. Well, you know, I'm thinking we don't need to... Maybe we don't need to do that. Maybe, maybe we're a bit too worried right now because Rogan knows he doesn't have a way back out of here and if he's in a cell then there's even less chance he's getting out of here so let's go see what he's got to say okay so the two of you head towards the cells martin knows the way anyway so he's just going to lead you down there and you get to the entrance to the cells after a little walk and there is just one guard stood there and he nods towards the pair of you as you approach Martin goes, I'm uh, just here to see the same prisoner again. I hope you don't mind. This time I brought a, a friend of mine who's going to go have a little chat. And the guard sort of nods and stands aside and opens the door. And Martin leads you down towards the cells. And when you get there, that cell's empty. Is the guard with us or not? No, the guard stood up by the door. So I'm just going to like turn to Martin and just be like, you might want to go tell that guy he's gone. Martin shakes his head and says, oh, Why can't things just be simple? A guard, we have a concern. And the guard comes over and 
pretty much acts as you'd expect. He is not happy, and he pulls his yeah. dagger out. And <laughs> he's like, we must find the prisoner. Quickly! He couldn't have gotten far. No one came out of that door. Is he, is, is, he, is he talking to us, or is he just saying that in general? He, well, he's kind of saying it to the pair of you. Like He's telling you no one came past him, and if there's prisoner missing. He's sort okay. of enlisting your help to do it. Like Otherwise, he'll go get more guards. Will this detract from my uh, from the reason that I'm there? So, like, will I lose my benefit of being there in a diplomatic manner, so to speak? Ah, if you attack him, yes. <laughs> helping them wouldn't lose that. Right, okay, but helping him I won't, so that's no. fine. I will help him. And uh, Well, I've got devil's side, so I can see. <laughs> um, you notice that um, Martin doesn't seem to be having a problem either in terms of seeing. Awesome. You notice as you kind of look over to him, his eyes are kind of doing that greenish glow again, the flames, and he seems to be seeing just fine. Okay. And the snake men, from what you've observed of all of them, they seem to be able to see in the dark without effort. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm going to head... I'm assuming the corridor is just a long corridor, so I... It is. It's, it's, you could probably fit about three people stood like in a direct line with each other. A little uncomfortable, but you could stand like that. Otherwise, yeah, it's just a long, endless corridor. and So you're all just going to just barrel down there as quickly as you can? Yep, pretty much. Okay. Um, I'll say you take the lead on this, Rogar, so do me a check. You say a flex, yeah? Yep. I just want to see how quickly you're going and compared to how quickly Robert's moving. Though you will be quicker than him in general because he's stealthing and you're not. Yeah, that's only an 11. 11, okay. So you're keeping kind of a steady pace of what you could be expected to do. Okay, that's fine. Um, Robert. Yo! I'd say, so you had a, a half-hour head start. But you were also stealthing the whole time, so it means you move at essentially half speed, and Rogar is now dashing and essentially just pegging it down here as quickly as he can. Um, you would go for another hour until you notice something different. So that would be when you would see something. Right. You come, you've just been going down and down, and you notice the slope has gotten worse and worse as this has gone on. Mm -hmm. And you eventually come to some metal grates on the floor in front of you. Okay. They seem to be old, old metal corroded in places, and they're big enough to probably fit, like, your arm through. Right. Does the path carry on from there, or...? It does seem to, and you see a number of these grates in the distance. Right. Can I hear anything yet, or is it...? Uh, if you want to get close and put your ear close to it, you can try to hear something. Yeah, I'll do that. So, that'd be, was that a perception? Yeah, it'd be perception. And I'll say you're trying to hear something, so it would, wouldn't be a disadvantage. Right, yeah. Or a 10. 10? Uh, let me try check something then. Okay, with a 10, you don't really hear anything. Oh, great. Um, do I carry on or just... Do I go down? Do I try and... Is it possible to lift the grate? You can attempt to. Um, it would be a strength check to try like rip it off the uh, out of the ground. Say probably yeah. athletics you could do that with. Yeah, I'll do that then. 15. Fifteen, uh, you start pulling at the grate as hard as you can, and it does start to shift a little bit, but you do hear footsteps, loud footsteps coming towards you, because Rogar is in full fucking plate, and it's echoing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fuck. Um, right. How much should I move it? Uh, it's starting to come loose from the stonework. 
another good yank, you'd probably pull up some of it. Yeah, right. Well, I'm thinking if I if I can hear that, people are coming down the door now. I know for a fact if I carry on, I'm going to get caught pretty quick unless I sprint. Just trying to think now what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. I've already. Is it how much noise is this great making as I'm pulling it? Oh, it's fucking loud. Like you're ripping metal out of stone. Right. So I'm I'm going to be noticed that there's something's. Yeah. Um, slope's getting less steeper as well. I might just tan it because I think I, know, I think they know that I've, I'm missing now. So. Yeah, I'm going to try and just tan it as quickly as I can down the rest of the way. Okay, so you're just going to start running. You're going to ignore the grate. Yeah. Okay, do me... Let's do um, a contested athletics. Both of you roll me in athletics and see if you start to gain on each other, because you're quite close now. Yeah. Question. So... Would my berserker boots, like, give me an yeah. advantage, maybe? I would say in this scenario, yeah. Um, those not familiar, Rogar has a pair of boots that basically increases his dash speed. And he mm -hmm. is running full pelt, so I will give you advantage for them. Right. So about, I'll be straight up athletics then. Yep. So yeah, an eight. A uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. <laughs> um, Rogar, you with your um, impressive dog vision as well. Anyway, you notice just in the distance someone yanking at someone something on the floor, and then gets up and starts to run away. And I'd say you're probably about say eighty feet away from him as he is in like full full view and you see it's Robert and he's kind of like leaping over these grates now in the distance trying to get away and you see I, what are you going to do because this is a point I was where say, gonna... if I'm 80 feet away yeah you're 80 feet away I'd say right now he can't see me or anybody else can he uh, no for, Ro for Robert it's completely pitch black can I cast message because that's got a 120 foot range you can indeed and just say Robert it's me Rogar and see what it does okay uh, Robert you received that message uh, Rogar how the hell is he what? I'm sort of like dumbfounded. It's like, do you stop or do you keep running? Um, well, I've got no reason to for it to think that Roberts that Rogar's because last time we last time we I saw Rogar, we was in the grave graveyard. It was. And he was um, so if I'm role playing it, I'm thinking he's come to help. So yeah, I'm stopping. So I'm just gonna put my like my hand up again in like that stop motion, so the other two guys stop running. You know, the Martin and the uh, the snake guy. Okay. I will say they can both see you, so they do slow down. They're a little hesitant at the moment, so I don't know how long they'll just listen to you blindly, but for the minute, they've stopped. Yeah. Um, um, I will say this, though, Robert. Do me a perception. Yep. This isn't with disadvantage, because I want to see if you hear their footsteps as they were trying to approach as well. Nine. Nine. Okay, I say... You wouldn't have heard them over the commotion that Rogar was making, chasing you down. Yeah, those boots are fucking loud. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am not a stealthy boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to make my way towards Robert. I'm gonna, but I'll probably... My, I'm going to say that I'm going to jog towards him just because, obviously, if he's heard me sprinting. Mm -hmm. I need him to think that I'm either running from something or I'm trying to, you know, I'm I'm running around to try and find him almost. You know, I don't it's gonna seem daft if I'm if I suddenly stop and we have a chat. Mm -hmm. So uh I'm just gonna take a jog over, but I'm gonna take um one of my gauntlets off, my left hand. Mm -hmm. Um so I, well, depending upon if uh, Robert's moving or not. Oh no, I've completely stopped. So do I do I get to him? Yeah, if he stopped, you will you will approach him. 
So I'm just gonna be like, oh God. And uh, like actors are like, I'm, I'm kind of, well, I'm probably, I'm gonna be a bit out of breath and then just put my hand on his shoulder. Okay. Um, see if it still works. <laughs> um, so if he is going to willingly let you touch him, yep. I'd say your claw attack is essentially successful, but you're not actually striking at him, right? You're just trying to pierce his nose? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'd say, say Robert, you take one point of piercing damage. Yeah, so... Yeah. And it is a constitution saving throw. DC 12. Save. 17. 17. Um, Robert, when he touches your shoulder and you feel this, like it's like, almost like a sharp pinch. Your body starts to seize up, but then you just you shake it off. You're like, what? What the what fuck? The fuck? Uh, dude, what the fuck was that? Like, I shove his hand off. Like, what the fuck, man? And you know what? I think with that, we're gonna end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to go for it. <laughs> Betrayal. <laughs> 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 oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. Well, I'll leave everyone with that little uh, cliffhanger. <laughs> That's going to get resolved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed that one. It was uh, a little bit strange, a little different. That's what I like. <laughs> my role, my rolling was feast or famine. So it really oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, I hope everyone listening at home enjoyed. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. We are available on all major podcast providers, and if you want to chat with any of us, we're all on Twitter. I am at Trees and No, and my players are on there with their character names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, both as Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. And I will turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Podcasting and the Lost Art of Wrestling Podcast. They are available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. <laughs> and you can also find me on the same podcast. Um, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast. You can find us where you can find all good podcasts like Stitcher, Podbean, Spreaker, and many other good places like that. You can find us on Twitter at UK RAD Podcast. We are on Facebook. And, yeah, I also play another character on this amazing podcast called Steve, who seems to have chirped up a little bit. And he's just wondering who this complete knobhead Rob is. <laughs> But yes, you can find him at Steve AOTGTMP on Twitter. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, you did. So thank you for joining us, everyone. And well, we'll see you all next week to find out just what happens in the middle of this betrayal. Goodbye. <laughs> Ta ta. See ya. Oh, bruh, we're going to have such a killer time at the top of this haunted ski resort. 
I know, Chadwick. There's, like, no lines for the ski lift, dude. But, Dump Truck, what about the babes? Oh, bro, you think I forgot about the babes? Two words, Chadwick. Ghost babes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold on a minute there, boys. You ain't planning on going up to that old haunted resort now, are you? What if we are, old man? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't stop yous, but if you must go, you should take this. The hell is this, old man? Well, back in my day, we called it a Microsoft Zoom. We used to listen to a podcast called the Indie Film Review on it. A proud member of the Necropoticon Network. They were a movie review podcast that critically reviewed independent film while having a little fun in the process. Sounds like dinosaur bullshit, Gramps. I'm gonna push you into a trash can now. Well, butter my biscuits, I never <laughs> Well, dump truck, now that we've taken out the trash, looks like we've got an appointment. With some ghost babes. <laughs> Listen to the indie film review for the lowdown on the coolest indie films you probably never heard of. The indie film review. It's not delivery. It's indie film review. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.